Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and your dungeon master, for another action-packed, thrilling Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Joining me here today, we have... Daniel, playing Ched Fleek. Hey, Hall, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. Waffle, playing Tarjux Heiko. Okay. Uh, we have a fan letter, or a fan tip... Uh, not from Patches, as a matter of fact. Uh, the question the question here, Terajux, when Terajux creates forgeries, is it a natural ability or a spell? It is a natural ability. Yeah. Terajux I, does uh, that 100%. I'm just good at crime. He is good at crime. And indeed, so there is a follow-up to this. <laughs> Greetings, fellow outlaws. Uh, listener from the shadows who comes bearing a professional tip for Terajux. During episode 131, you ran into an issue with creating a forgery with dwarfish calligraphy. Don't let a pesky thing like language discourage your abilities. Rotate both the original and the forgery so that they are upside down before making the forgery. It helps copying the characters in this fashion so that your natural handwriting doesn't sneak into the work. This ah. is especially useful when forging signatures as well. Most sincerely, Shadow Ally. Well, thank you very much, Shadow <laughs> Ally. I, it's good to know that I've got friends in low places. Um, I think specifically the issue there, I'm trying to remember the exact circumstances, but I don't think we had the original document to copy off. This was like, I was trying to make up administrative papers on the fly. Yeah, and the other yeah. problem with that is that those administrative papers were plates. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> possibly the bigger issue of that um but, but yes I think when falrock is forging plates to get us into the mountain home turning them upside down so that his distinctive chisel marks don't make their way into <laughs> the text could be a a clever idea it's true uh we'll keep that in mind thank the, you oh shadows the dwarven counterfeiting police are like they take their work very seriously they've yeah. got chiseling samples from just about every citizen in Diangaida, like on record so that they can check them against it's it's sort of like fingerprints except with a hammer and chisel yeah um but yeah thank you for writing in i hope that you are uh well if you're at 131, you're pretty close to being caught up already. So, kudos on that. Yeah, it's always good to get mail from a new <laughs> listener too. Indeed, yes. All right, recap time. What happened last week? I uh, we made friends with the fungus. We were already friends with the fungus. We reunited right. with fungus, and we. Uh, brokered a treaty between the dwarves of Dyngaia and their Myconid friends that are living down below. Uh, they're going to swap yeast for beer and various other uh, you know, interspecies integration. Hmm. Everyone's happy. Everybody wins. We solved the beer thing. We made friends. It was a complete success. And... We have a new friend aboard Teliferous. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's his name? Yeah, what's the friend's name? I, I was, so I was going to add, because, 
So right now, his its name is TJM, Tarjux Mini, or Tarjux Mykonid, depending on how you ask. But Desmond had a really good proposal for a Mykonid name that I want to recognize. Uh-huh. Because Matthew McConaughey is incredible. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait, it's hang probably... on. TJM, it's just Tarjux McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would also be okay with that. I'd be okay no, with the, Matthew the McConaughey. McConaughey. Playing yeah, McConaughey <laughs> is way too good. We have to use that. It's incredible. Um, it's so, so good. Oh, just hats off, really. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so we, we brought uh, TJM aboard the ship. Uh, they are currently roosted out in the compost pile surrounded by pancakes and... Um, we arranged a sort of data transfer system with the dwarves, so they'll be carrying Mykonid hard drives to and fro. And uh, I think basically everybody wins here. And now we are going to uh, attend a council meeting, I believe. Yes. We are... Uh, See if we've curried enough favor. Yes. Yeah. So I think the things well, that no, we that's... want out of this... Hmm? The meeting's tomorrow. The meeting's tomorrow. Oh. You guys are oh, currently right. at on your way to Stoney's Pizza. That's right. Yeah. We're settling in for some Stoney's. Um, I order uh, a couple of deluxe pizzas. And well, actually, before oh. we get there, before you place your order, Terajex, <laughs> I need you specifically, please, to make a perception check. Oh no. Uh. That's a decent roll. That is going to be a 18, actually. Yeah, so you are, you're going into Stoney's, and you feel a, a faint vibration from one of your pockets. Uh-oh. What? Do I, do I have a cell phone? I dig around <laughs> in my pockets. You produce the gnomish espionage oh. token. Oh, Slicer. That Slicer gave you. Okay. Uh, I So I, I do this, but, like, I kind of, like, furtively, like, I, I make it look like I was stretching, and I put it back in my pocket. And uh, then, like, once once we've kind of cleared away and Stony isn't here taking our order, I'll kind of, like, peek in and see what it's doing. Uh, this will complicate things a little bit, because on the on the token, it says... Order a number seven with extra rock salt, diet oh. ale, and a large fry. Oh, I do that instead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and That's uh, not what I wanted. <laughs> Leyland, look, I didn't want to say anything, but I think you need to watch your figure. <laughs> You're getting the diet. <laughs> Probably from pancakes every morning for God knows how long. Look, let's not point fingers at who's responsible for what. Why not? Because <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> Said, trust me. I Today, this is the pizza that is most beneficial to the crew of Teliferous. And I give him a long, intense look. And I have no idea what pizza is. 
you've eaten at Stoney's before. before. Been here. Yeah. I've eaten at Stoney's before. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is our we favorite pizza after... place in Dangaya. We all did after we fought the lava elementals. We had a nice slice and yeah, or, or before one of the two. Yeah, somewhere uh, around. There. I think it would have been before because after we weren't really in a position to eat pizza. I must have been but, really but, traumatized yeah. about the whole you know getting smashed yeah. to bits thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just, you had head trauma, like... You are probably concussed, yeah. You can't remember the last month, <laughs> so that's completely understandable. <laughs> You're surrounded, like... <laughs> turns out this whole time Chad has ham had amnesia and has no idea who... Oh, yeah, now I remember everything like. about my past. Yeah. And the first time he eats pizza, he goes, Wait, I've had this before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. so, yeah, we order and then we settle in. You settle in. Yeah, the number seven with extra rock salt comes out. I, I, ser I'm literally serving that one up to you on a platter. <laughs> um, I can picture Zach's expression. <laughs> um, I'm leaving it be. Well, just, We're good. Regular salt to us. Parmesan like, rocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> extra rock salt. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and it's delicious. It's you were a little skeptical about the addition of turmeric to pizza, but you know what? It, it actually works decently yeah. well. No, it's a, it's a unique flavor profile. Yeah, and underneath the pizza is a slip of paper. I, uh, I take my next slice and grab the paper with it, and then... There's a there's a little bit of maneuvering because I almost accidentally eat the <laughs> slip of paper and put the pizza in my pocket. And I go wait, wait no other way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I uh, I make idle conversation with the group and I'd be like, so Desmond, you still seeing those ghosts? Uh, <laughs> that all about? No, not really. Good. That's great because that was discomforting. <laughs> and then, glad I could uh, help. Yeah, it was it was weird feeling like people were watching us. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after you another just couple of slices, people are watching. Like, and, uh, I, just, I just always assume that now. Yeah, I, I think that's a safe assumption. Eventually, though, I will like. Oh boy, that was good pizza. I'm going to recline back in my seat and just below the lip of the table uh, unfurl my napkin oh which happens to have a slip of paper in it uh-huh and i will i will read it uh the slip of paper has a drawing you can the slip see of paper says only eat the first two slices of pizza the rest are poison <laughs> <laughs> no um there's a drawing on it uh very okay. it's like almost artistically done um, greaseproof ink of you can see a, a tall tree with distinctive leaf shapes that you recognize as teliferous and a tree stump. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait a tree stump? Like, is this a threat? No, it's <laughs> it's like a, a landscape, and you can see that there's the kind of grass around teliferous, and then there's a tree stump in the foreground. Oh, okay. So it's like this would be. I would need to find the position where you would stand to see the right. first like this. And yeah. Then, uh, presumably, we can see the cottage, which gives us kind of a reference point. Yes. Okay. Um, I will. I will pocket that, and uh, pay our tab. I'm in no hurry, but I'm also like vibrating with excitement, so everyone can very much tell that I'm in a hurry. Uh huh. Um, 
<laughs> ah, what a great day. Just, you know, recline. Taking everything easy and my leg is just bouncing frantically. Me, IRL. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. And then once we're all sorted, I will, um... I'll let everyone know that uh, I'm gonna we gonna take a little walk, you know, work off some of this pizza. Seems reasonable. Cool. Uh, well, I... I'm heading back to Teliferous. I got some reading to do, so see you around. Printing out the door. Oh, actually, hang on. Pause. I made a a brief error. Underneath, uh, underneath the picture is 11:47 p.m. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of crucial. <laughs> no, kind of crucial information. Yeah. I'm just standing out there, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We could have, we could have spent the entire episode in this spot, wondering what the heck's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a bottle episode for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so I will. Yeah, I'll also head back to Teliferous. Um, you know, I'm gonna gonna work on some stuff. You know, this is one of the rare times where I'm like I'm hanging up my boots so that they recharge mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a sentence that's a sentence yep. that was spoken here at the alchemist club yeah father why can I not click the book <laughs> it, it's my book <laughs> uh, I am actually going to take this time to read some more of Lori's notes on adamantine Ooh, yeah Okay, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, real juicy information in there. Yeah, and we've been busy, so I haven't had time to continue studying, but I need to. Yeah. So there's. Are you are you going to any particular section, or are you just reading them straight through? I uh, I'm pretty sure I'd gotten through like the forward and first chapter more or less. Mm -hmm. Um. But not much further than that. So yeah, I'll I'll just pick up where I left off and just go straight through. Um, trying to well, because I was looking for information about forging and destroying it, or at least molding it. Mm -hmm. uh, but now having realized that it is our kryptonite, should probably just go through <laughs> from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So the first chapter is largely about what adamantine is where it comes from um mm -hmm. so there's a lot of information there about like mineral deposits situated on the like more or less touching the hatchling's eggshell at the center of the world before it hatched and uh extraplanar influences altering crystalline structure and like a surprising amount of almost like physical chemistry information in there. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Uh, mingled into that, I don't think I've ever asked this before. Is the hatchling shell, or not shell, like the eggshell, not the scales? Because I know we've seen like scales before as materials, but have any of the remnants of the eggshell ever been recovered or? like collected or is that something that was sort of just destroyed during the event no. um you haven't come across any records of the eggshell being being found okay there the notes 
on adamantine makes some allusion to the fact that the eggshell, like adamantine might be the eggshell. Oh, sure. Or it's uh, the eggshell admixed with like metals and such that were near to it when the hatching uh -huh. happened. Okay. Uh, is anybody else doing anything? Yeah, I would like to um, walk out onto the chains that hold Dangaya to the rest of the continent and just kind of sit out there with my feet dangling into the void and do a little bit of uh, listening. Okay. Uh, would you like to make the requisite concentration I check? would. Uh, that is a 21. Are you listening for anything in particular? Uh, not at the moment. Just kind of still trying to figure out a way to actually utilize or control or direct this in any way. So um, for the moment, just uh, sitting out here, trying to get some of that good, good open sky wind, see if, you know, the prevailing wind over the continent yields anything. There's you pick up a lot of the usual sort of background noises of winds and uh -huh. like random villagers talking about the price of bread and pods of sky whales off in the distance. You don't know that they're sky whales. You just hear eerie music that you assume, you know, is the storm or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, you get snippets of information or a conversation that sounds like uh, soldiers talking. Um, Aldraxon, by the accent, mm -hmm. discussing, you know, lab break-ins and Titan's security in the capital, and the queen is calling for searches of all the outlying towns, etc., etc., Okay. Yep. Cool. I'm I'm gonna hang out there for a while, so okay. if you want me to repeat this at a later point, I will do that. I will let you know. Anybody else doing anything in particular? Desmond is kind of doing a similar thing except he's trying to figure out what he wants to do about the gift he's been given and he's trying to figure out whether it's actually a gift or a curse. Uh huh. Because why would why would um, God-fearing Desmond have anything that he wanted to hide from Aquila? Like, <laughs> and if there's nothing to hide, then why doesn't he have these memories? But there must be a good reason because he doesn't have them, and now he's doing all these great things. And it's just one of those things that he's kind of erring on the side of caution, and he's just completely afraid of what he doesn't know, which is something he hasn't had to deal with in a long time. Uh, so he's just kind of doing the the 90s um, soul-searching <laughs> over the cliff kind of thing. Does Aquila give, like, direct guidance with, like, a voice or messages or anything? Or is it pretty hands-off in Desmond's I've always thought as Desmond was, like, before they came out with a favorite soul, he was a favorite soul kind of thing. Sure. So I think he gets more direction than most people, but that's mostly because of that's how, the way he wants it, what, uh -huh. subconsciously or consciously you know yeah okay and it's in the here. past it's mostly been like she rarely speaks but he gets like 
wafts of a sea breeze or yeah he gets the message another way she doesn't have to yeah. be right she doesn't have to talk i'm i'm just curious about aquila's take on the matter as well she's been silent on it from what i remember uh-huh i don't think she really cares as a, another wrinkle in the story yeah i think she'd prefer this you know more uh Lion. loving a blind loving in yeah. appreciation yeah no that is interesting that she's ambivalent so yep. terajex is out listening to the wind and then like 10 feet further down desmond is standing <laughs> on on the edge with his hands behind his back looking out hey you know, buddy only room like for one protagonist and then there's like an instrumental version of like my heart yes. will go on playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, Chet is uh, is laying down on the ground another ten feet further, just like commuting with the earth, <laughs> thinking okay. back to times at the airy, uh, up on the mountain peaks. He's kind of reminded of that, you know, hanging over the edge here, um, thinking back to simpler times and uh, thinking that we're reaching some kind of turning point coming up and so he's just getting back to his roots and, I and know... uh, just kind of testing out tremor sense because this is kind of a, an odd space to to be on for that sake especially on being so close to a volcano yes yeah. and i i realize that when you say lying on the ground you mean he's probably like on his back but my first thought was Chen just like lying face down <laughs> in the yeah. dirt. With his beak in the ground. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So, Desmond, what? you're not finding any answers here from Aquila. She's not really talking to you at the moment. Um, Which is fine. I think Desmond really knows it's more of his decision. It's just what yeah. would perfect desmond's already made the decision to lose the memories too right so uh, it's kind of one of those things where does he really want to mess with what the decision he's already made it yes um chad you are as you're reflecting and the I, your tremor sense is producing some really interesting vibes as it were from the volcano like perfect very novel very different and uh, very interesting Gurgling. Yeah, the earth gurgles at you. Oh. Uh, Matthew, I believe... So is that, oh, is that Terran? Am I hearing Terran, then? <laughs> Make an insight check for me. Oh, okay, sure. Um, let's see. Am I proficient in insight? 21. So, with the 21, you, as you're sitting here listening you get the impression that there might be some sort of deeper slow meaning to the rumblings of the earth but you are as of right now currently unable to parse what they are if they should exist it's like do you have you ever listened to that song that was like it's a bunch of nonsense words that are meant to sound english yes no if you ha okay well the the idea is that it's the person sings it it doesn't mean anything but you mm -hmm. you get the feeling that it's supposed to like you should be able to understand it and you just can't that's kind of the impression that you're getting okay 
Like, it's just beyond the edge of what you are capable of. Uh, Leyland, I believe you were about to be doing something. Yeah, um, just with all of our recent, um, I know we kind of did a little bit, but just, I'm going to go, like, comb over the ship again from, like, top to bottom, make sure, like, there's nothing, uh, suspicious, any other things to worry about after our security breaches, you know, specifically any sort of, like, you know, any sort of thing that just seems like it wasn't there before, or it shouldn't be there, something like that. Okay, uh, please make three investigation checks for me. Okay. Roll those dice. Uh, first one's a crit. Okay. Uh, second one's a total of 18. Third one's a total of 16. Okay, so you're you're going up and down the ship. Um, as you're searching, uh, going through the crew quarters, you spot inside, and it, it's totally a fluke. If you if you had been looking at it from any other angle, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. Um, there is an envelope inside Terajux's pillow. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's why Ooh, that's been so uncomfortable. Yeah, we have to start uh, locking our doors. Yeah. Uh, well, this was probably placed a long time ago, and I just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. Okay. Uh, it's very elegant handwriting, um, and it just says... Or the the front, it's addressed to TJ uh, from AL. Uh. <laughs> huh. So she does exist. <laughs> uh, what does it say? The contents of the letter are... It's like... Insults taken almost to the level of a fetish oh god <laughs> oh god Herodic paid for those insults be careful with this <laughs> you probably wish that you had not opened this envelope Ooh. well so it's like now I have a dilemma so it's like rival banter but it's horny a little bit yeah mm. <laughs> they're a bard Okay. Well, <laughs> crap. Because <laughs> telling everyone would at least confirm some of what happened to us did happen. But then I, <laughs> I was snooping. So. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I pocket this for now. Okay. Terajux, next time you go to bed, it's your head's going to be a lot more comfortable. Yeah, and it's like, over the next couple of days, you notice that, like, the gradual hunch that's been forming, <laughs> like, straightens out. I'm like, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, my neck just feels way better today. Yeah. Um, you also, Leyland, as you are going about, um, uh -huh. there is tucked into a dusty corner of of the ship 
uh, a small coin emblazoned with the symbol of the true church. Oh, Fucking God. typical. Uh, you wait, you didn't they... think I'd forgotten about them. How would they have even... Okay, yeah, so is the coin covered in dust? No. Of course not. Okay, um... It's magically resistant to gathering dust. Yeah. All of the... All true church currency is dust-proof. Is this like the one that was, you know, flicked to me back in, uh, Jux and whatnot? Um... It's very similar to it. Okay. Oh, crap. All right. <laughs> well, we might have to have a chat over dinner. <laughs> Leyland calls an emergency meeting because one of us is sus. All right. Falrock, uh, is there anything you'd like to do while most of the Teliferous crew is standing or standing, sitting, lying? Brooding. Brooding. Just in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on reading. Okay. Okay. So, Leyland is in Teliferous. You've got Desmond standing and looking out over. You've got Ched laying near the edge. Terajek's sitting and dangling his feet. Ten feet further down, Falrock is sitting, like, on a picnic blanket, paging through this tome. And then ten feet more down, there's a mushroom, about the size of a man, just standing there. Waiting input. Incredible. And it's just sitting there, like, fascinating. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the one that's going to be sent over next time they lower the drawbridge. And it's just there, uh, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, that's how I spend my evening, is I I do try to play with it a little bit. Specifically, I want to try, like, when I hear a voice, trying to not only focus in on that conversation, but then see if I can, like, jump to a different voice in that and see, like, is there any kind of positional thing I can do where, like, oh, this voice is you know, at the palace. So I'm going to meander my way up the steps of the palace, you know, leaping from conversation to conversation and then sneak my way in somewhere more closely guarded or make a concentration check. Cool. And now I'm going to completely botch this one. Oh my God. I crit. (laughs) You do exactly that thing. Uh, yeah, I try to, infiltrate the palace of Aldrax as wind. Uh, Eventually you hear as you are meandering the uh, the familiar a familiar voice with a faint German accent going over a series of well what sounds like uh, data tables. Hmm okay. I will I will loiter here for a little while and see if I pick up anything exciting. After about half an hour, he calls for a lab assistant and orders a turkey sandwich. Mm. Um, Less exciting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's certainly something to try in the future. Mm-hmm. I know what I would like to do. I'd like to go visit Basil and Ivy. My god! 
It's finally happened. <laughs> You're going to talk to Basil and Ivy just for fun instead of demanding something for them or turning their cottage upside down. Oh, no, I, 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 do, I do. There is an ulterior motive, but I'm just going to start with small talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the door to the cottage opens, and Basil and Ivy... Well, Basil uh, sort of looks out at you and says, Hi. What's up? How are you all doing? Getting everything back back together since the uh, most recent incursion slash getaway and everything else? Yeah, more or less. We've uh, we've start decided to put aside our old research and uh, investigate, see if we can't come up with a, a spell that makes a space gyroscopically stable. That'd, that'd probably be a wise thing to do, you know. Yes. Grindswell maneuvers, Juxian hammers and all. So, Do you guys n- name your special <laughs> you guys moves? name them? I, I don't do that. <laughs> I, have not, I, I do not have anything to do with the maneuvering of this shit. Basil mutters weaves under his breath. Also, if you all didn't know, because I'm sure looking at Ivy, you you might take an interest into it. We now have a mushroom person on our yeah, no, we ship. Yeah, we introduced them last oh, time. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Um. Anyway, so like, so I had a question for you. If you could take a look at a coin that um has uh, appeared a couple times to us now that I found on the ship, that I'm a little concerned about. Of course. We'd love to help. The true church coin is like wanting to see if there's any sort of magic attached to this and if it could perhaps be used to pinpoint our location or other things. Basil takes the coin and um takes it over to a little chalk circle that they have drawn on the floor, mutters an incantation, pulls out a pair of spectacles that he puts on in front of his glasses and looks at it, turns it over, hands it to Ivy, who does her own variety of little little tasks. She waves a, a branch over it a couple of times, um flips it up into the air and it stays suspended at the apex of its arc for a while before coming back down. Um, after about 15 minutes or so, they hand it back and they're like, no, it looks perfectly ordinary to us. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, maybe they're just flexing on us. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's, that seems to be the thing of late. Yeah. Okay. They've been doing a lot of that. All right. Well, well, at least it's uh, not like a bomb. And yeah. it explodes. Purely <laughs> mechanical. No. <laughs> and said, so, well, let, let us know if you all need anything. And uh, I'm sure you could do some great learning. Like the Myconids could learn from you all and we learn from them some. So let us know. How yeah. often are we going to come back to replace our Myconid friend? So that they can, replace. you know. Do what oh, they one say. of them, no, one of them standing, well, staying on the. So my thinking is, every time Teliferous lands, now it's going to hook up to the Mykonid network. 
Right, because we we don't want to like we want the files backed up to the the Mycenid hive mind. Yeah. Right. The the only issue that Dimegaia's Mycenids are having is that they don't have a direct connection because it's literally separated from the rest of the continent. So whenever we land on the continent, we should be able to connect. We should be in Wi-Fi range. Because it'll it'll grow an Ethernet cable and then <laughs> hook up to the nearest Mycenid data conduit. Uh huh. And then our and then uh, a TJM will have all the the latest and greatest websites. <laughs> Just page after page of mushrooms releasing spores. Yeah. Oof. Some risque shit. Uh huh. Anyway. All right. Uh, yeah, Basil and Ivy uh, sort of wave as you leave, and they say, "Yep, yeah, good luck with whatever it is you're doing." And you know, you could stop by sometime just to say hi. <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> right. So, is there anything else anybody would like to do before we fast forward to 11:30 p.m. or thereabouts? Sounds no. good to me. No. Okay. We fast forward to 11.30 p.m. or thereabouts. I, um, I've been doing a little bit of, like, once, you know, once my aerial recon is done, I'm walking around, you know, looking at Teliferous from different angles and sneakily comparing it to the paper in my pocket to find, like, what's the angle that I should be searching for. Mm-hmm. And then it is the spot that I find close to the mountain home or not the mountain home dying guy, or is it kind of like out in the middle of there's not really wilderness cause it's a pretty small Island, but yeah, off the beaten path. It's, it's more off the beaten path. Okay. Um, I will, uh, I'll leave a note under my suspiciously comfortable pillow that says, uh, you know, Gone to meet uh, Gnomish Contact. If I don't return, I've definitely been kidnapped. And then uh, I I load up and I fly up into the sky and then take a long, circuitous route back around so that, you know, if anybody follows me, it wouldn't lead back to Teliferous. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And... Uh, and then I land near the uh, near the stump, and I light up one of my fake cigarettes, and I wait. Uh, okay, so you you land at the stump, light up a fake cigarette, and you wait for like the meeting time goes well past, uh, mm-hmm. or rather, you go well past the meeting time, and I, no gnomes are around. apparent. I look around for a moment and I lean down to the stump and I go, you're not my contact, are you? Make a perception check. (laughs) Uh, That's only a nine. You spot a slip of parchment tucked into a hollow in the tree stump. God damn it. I open it (laughs) and read it quickly because I'm probably late now. Okay. Uh, So this parchment, uh, the text on it, is faintly luminous, and there's a gnomish character in the top right corner that appears to be cycling. Um, the actual content uh, says, Juxian airship 
decommission untenable through diplomacy organizing strike plans look for further information soon this Ooh. message will self-destruct i uh <laughs> i i light it with my cigarette and then toss it into the air as it becomes a spray of cinders yeah uh it it catches fire and you throw it up and then the whole thing like moments later the entire parchment immolates itself all at once oh i uh put out my fake cigarette under my boot and i go oh things are getting interesting yes and then i uh i, I sweep away dramatically into the night okay um huh you make your all way right. back to teliferous yep okay where is everybody else at roughly midnight sleep yeah, yeah sleep. sleep okay Leland's out on the observation deck up at the top okay so. this is going to be very interesting then oh boy, oh boy. i uh yeah Terajux, you fly your way back to Teliferous. Are you are you landing and then going up, or are you planning on flying directly to a balcony or the top? I usually um I usually depart from the balcony in the uh like command bridge. The bridge, yeah. Like where the pilot controls are because I hang out there a lot. So uh, probably that one. Okay. So as you are flying to the bridge, uh you spot a figure uh, down on the the ground level, um, leaning against a garden trellis. <laughs> um, oh well, shit! It's like, <laughs> I at this point, I just kind of roll my eyes, and it's like ignoring this situation is not going to make it go away or like improve in any way. So I will. Uh, I will leap off of Teliferous and uh, descend down into the garden to uh, greet our guest. You you flutter down. You don't really flutter. I imagine Terajex doesn't do a lot of fluttering. The my my cloak Your definitely cloak flutters. flutters. Yeah, yeah. But my my pose is like arms crossed, rigid as a board, just yeah. uh, slightly gyrating. As I, uh, you know, descend. You land. Yeah. Yes, Leyland. I probably can't see any of this from... You would probably see Terrajux, like, flying in. Um, you might see him course correct down away from his usual landing spot. But okay. you cannot see what's happening at the base of the tree. No. Sure, yeah. Terajux, you land, um, and Lady Blossom straightens up. Oh, and, that's uh, much better than who I was expecting. Who did you think it was? <laughs> the, um, the, someone from the fall court. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, someone pissed about their circlet again. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to reach you about our circlet's extended warranty. <laughs> Uh, I bow graciously. She returns the bow. Make an insight check for me. Uh-huh. Uh, that is only a 12. 13. Okay. I will have to actually 
oppose this one moment. Okay. Um, even with a stupid high modifier. <laughs> Lady Blossom looks nervous. She's off her game today. I get it. She looks nervous and tense. Oh. Um, I straighten up and uh, to what do I owe the visit? This is the most unusual hour. It is a most unusual hour, and I have come for a most unusual reason. I would uh, ask a boon of you. Oh. Well, and I I look around to see if Falrock is about nope. to tackle me. <laughs> nope. You speak for everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> we... I, we would be honored to. I, I would. I would hear it first, but I. I doubt you would ask anything unreasonable of us at this point. We are uh, used to working with each other, of course. What do you require? Hmm. I suppose it is, in fact, two boons. First, I would request information from you. Do you? Hmm. And I believe this to be true, but. I cannot say without confirmation, possess a way of improving things or bringing forth their true nature on your ship. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yes. I. Its exact nature and function is relatively unknown to me, but we do have... Uh, someone aboard who would be better suited to answer that question was Lady Blossom. Blossom it's a trap. Forge. <laughs> Come out, Lady Apple Tree. <laughs> no, she's gonna put her father's bones in, and they're gonna come oh. out like. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Not, not like resurrecting oh, no. him. The bones are just better now. <laughs> it's just better they're bones. Just, they're just cooler. And we're like, sorry, Lady Blossom. That's how it works. <laughs> She inclines her head and says, I thank you. The the second boon I would ask of you is that you subject these things to that process together. And she holds out a, a cloak made of leaves, a mm -hmm. circlet made of flowers, <gasps> and okay. unscrews from her finger a ring in the shape of a blossom. Oh. I gently collect these objects, and uh, I like. I'm totally on board with this. Uh, I say to it, Lady Blossom, I am totally on board with this. But uh, the rest of the crew is going to be very, very suspicious unless we know what this outcome is supposed to be. <clears throat> uh, a she closes her eyes for a moment. And then opens them again, and she says, I would tell you, but telling you would perhaps endanger you. I can See. warn you that it is likely that agents of the Spring Court will be here asking you about your relationship with me sometime in the near future. And oh. the less information they have about what is happening Oh, they can't items. take your brain for it if you don't know it. You're right, yeah. No, no, that, <laughs> as long as you can assure us that this will not harm Teliferous nor the crew within, 
I see no reason we couldn't grant this. I will say, however, that the process is long, and it is currently being undertaken by another assembly. If you had any uh, spare magic that you could part with to speed the process, I would request it. I have already the... taken this into account. Oh. Well, um, what does that mean? <clears throat> Did you think I would give you one of my rings without some purpose to it? I... I thought the ring was supposed to go in the forge with the circlet and the cloak. It is. That was unclear. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so from what I'm getting out of this is I can't, I can't extort energy bars permanently into Teliferous from this arrangement. <laughs> Darn it. Do you um, express something along those lines to her, or is this just no, no, no? Okay. It, it's <laughs> it's mostly just darn. Um, I, I do say, though, uh, typically the way we boost the power of the forge is not an item into the forge, but uh, I suppose you know more about this than we do. Oh, I see. You, your mythol is not yet. Oh, yeah, our mythol capacity. sucks. <clears throat> um, she we're running like, we're running a bit of a skeleton crew here. The mythol's kind of a clunker. Um... <sighs> Yeah, between you and me, like the the upgrade forge, it's it's probably like uh like a fraction of its true potential. Um she pauses for a moment looking thoughtful. And I put a stick in there and it took like a week. And she unscrews another ring and hands it to you and says You can use this to <clears throat> Perhaps boost your your mythos oh, we gonna, capacity. We gonna amp it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I will. She says, holding the ring out, um, with one finger of her other hand raised. Say, consider this a repayment for favorite. one of the boons that I have asked of you. It is Fair. not an insignificant thing for me to part with. Powering up the tree ship. <laughs> with this it would be more for your benefit than mine you understand the <laughs> the process of fusing these items could take weeks months despite we have no idea despite her clear nerves and the tension that you read in her body that that smile that fayan smile comes <laughs> back across and she says i appreciate the effort but <laughs> We both wow. know that you will get more use out of this than just powering up this process. You know what? I really like working with you. It's <laughs> it's refreshing in a lot of ways. Yep. Uh, consider it done. We will uh, we will forge these items at our nearest convenience, and I I hold my hand out for the ring and also probably to do some kind of clasping gesture. She, yeah, that's more or less exactly what happens. She reaches out, grabs your hand, the ring pressed between your palms as she clasps. Um, there is and... a full body tingle that occurs. Ooh. Ooh, okay. And, and a... repayment of the second boon to occur at a later date, I'm sure. Yes. 
there is um, a flower sort of blossoms in the like clasp of your cloak. Mm-hmm. And she says, when you wish for the boon to be repaid, burn that blossom and I will come. Understood. Uh, one last thing before you go. These agents of spring who arrive will no doubt be asking about this. And I sort of shuffle the assemblage of stuff that I'm supposed to be combining. What am I permitted to tell them? Hmm. She, there's a, a make another insight check for me. Yeah. Uh, that's only an 11. Okay. There's a faint flicker of disappointment. Like, she was kind of she wanted you to come up with a good excuse on your own oh sure disappointed like you're she had she expected more of you in playing the game yeah okay um it was it was more a question of like i should be lying about this right like i'm i'm not supposed to just tell them right is this you are free to tell them whatever you wish I, for not, because I have not given you my reasons for performing this task, you are not at any risk of angering the Court of Spring. Well, there we go. That's enough for me. Uh, you have a wonderful evening, and when this task is complete, I'm sure I have a way of contacting you, and I kind of glance towards the garden trellis sprouting out of an apple tree. Yeah. She says, I'm sure that you will be able to get my attention. Until then. And I give a flourishing Juxian bow. She uh, curtsies and steps back through the trellis, which vanishes. All right. I... (laughs) I walk inside, and I, as I stop in the entryway, very briefly, I have the sacrificial ring out, and it like it goes towards my finger, and then <laughs> I clasp my hand, and I go, nope, nope, nah, no, uh-huh. and uh, I will, um, I'm gonna poke my head into the upgrade forge and see what's going on down here. Uh, the up. Have you ever been in the upgrade? You have because you yeah. put your you put your stick in there. Yeah, um, yeah. He pesters me about it a lot too. So uh, often, yeah, yeah. Because um, like Fall Rock is usually down there, so I go down there when I want to bug Fall Rock about stuff. You which is often go down into the upgrade forge, and you are conveniently, auspiciously, coincidentally there just as. The sap magic lights blink and Ooh. flicker and hit the completion state, and it springs open. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I I open the upgrade forge. I, I've or, watched do it. I guess it doesn't, it doesn't really open. Like, the, the vines grow away from the entrance. Yeah. yeah. I, I reach in, and I, like... Like, maybe it's hot. Like, I touch the gauntlets. Like, it, it, is it... Can I pick these up? Is that... And I, I take them out very carefully. Okay. And then I hide them in my cloak, and I push Lady Blossom's <laughs> assemblage of items in. 
Oh my god. I'm sorry, be what now? <laughs> oh my god. Because now Falrock thinks that it's just still cooking. <laughs> I'm sorry, you what now? <laughs> That's perfect. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Leyland, I could you make a perception check for me, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's a total of 21. Fuck! So, Leyland, who did previously... Finally, take advantage of the fact that he can privately message the dungeon master. <laughs> told me that he was uh, now wandering about the ship. Um, Shit! <laughs> you see some lights and hear some noises coming from the upgrade forge, and you poke your head in, and you see Terrajux tucking something uh, into into his cloak and hastily beginning to put other things into the upgrade forge, which is now open. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> oh, fuck. Leyland, I always forget you don't sleep. <laughs> God. Yeah. Hey, and... what are you doing down here? Oh, you know, just doing my nightly rounds. You, you know, not sleeping kind of gets boring and what. Yeah, you, you just like patrol up and down the whole ship every night? I mean, you wouldn't know. Well, no, it's like. He's asking. <laughs> you know, I, I go up and I pat Leland on the shoulder, like, hey, good on you. You know, I, I feel safer just knowing that you're here, you know, patrolling night to night. Keep and up the good work. And I, I pat I him know, on the shoulder hey, and I go stop. to leave. No. Leland yeah? blocks the door. <laughs> What's up? What are you What are you doing down here, and why is the forge open? The forge is closed now, right? Though it's like the stuff is in. Yes. Okay. Why did you open the forge? Oh, it. Uh, I don't. It's just I was walking by the door. I you know come in from a nightly walk, and I heard I heard some weird noises down here. So I came in, and um, I peeked in here, and like. I think something went weird with the forge and like the gauntlets were poking out a little bit, but like the, the thing wasn't there all the way. So I figured it was probably like we had a power blip or something or some remedial Aldraxan thing was still causing issues with the ship and the forge like popped him out a little early. So I just, I pushed him back in to make sure that, uh, you know, Falrock stuff gets done. Cause I know he's been really looking forward to those gauntlets. Yeah, I didn't want really, to come out yeah, half-baked. Yeah, he really so. has. What you didn't want to name wallet or something like that. Boy, howdy, are we going to need <laughs> deception checks from Terrajux here and probably an insight from Leyland. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this is fun. 19, so that is a total of 28 on deception. Yeah, my roll of 26. Oh, God. Your uh -huh. insight's really good. I have a, <laughs> I have a plus 8. That's terrifying. Good <laughs> old wisdom modifiers. Leyland, you feel like Terrajux is probably hiding something, but you can't put your finger on what. I, okay, I dig around in my pocket. I see him put something in his pocket. Yeah. So. I, um, I show Leyland the fake mustache that I had in my pocket. And I go, ah, all right, please don't tell Falrock this, but okay. I was out in disguise. I know he doesn't want me doing disguise You and stuff I both around. know you have more pockets in there than that, so. <laughs> all right, you got me. I, I go into another pocket, and I pull out <laughs> a cabbie hat, a set of paints, a recording bottle, a plaid shirt, 10 iron spikes, and a tinderbox, <laughs> and I say, you really don't want to know what I've been getting up to tonight. 
that's probably the only honest thing Terajux has said to you this whole time. <laughs> you know, I I actually agree with you there, but no one ever touches the upgrade forge but Fallrock. <sighs> All right. Leyland, you got me. And I I open the inside of my cloak and I show him that I have the gauntlets carefully placed in like a, a padded insert where they will not be so much as scuffed. And I say, look, for a really long time now, I've really, 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 really wanted to put the D6 in the Upgrade Forge. <laughs> but every time that the Upgrade Forge is open, somebody else is like, oh, let's put this thing in instead. And I always get overruled. I came down here and it just so happened, swear on my heart, that the Upgrade Forge finished just as I was coming inside here. So I thought, okay, look, I'll, I'll delay Fallrock's order for a couple days. We're not going to get any fighting, so it's totally fine. He won't, he won't even notice that they're, you know... It's like he doesn't have them anyway, so it's You slip them out for a couple of hours every night anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll get my D6 in a couple of days here, and then I'll surprise Fallrock with the gauntlets, and he'll be a little bit mad, but... Really, nobody got hurt. Are, are they done? I I think so. I and I I like hold out the gauntlets. They go. They it made the ding and everything. So I guess they're finished. Look, Leyland, and I like, put him back in my cloak. I swear. I swear on you here and now. I swear on my mother and the storm itself that if we ever get into any kind of conflict or any kind of danger. I will immediately give Falrock his gauntlets. Where, cross my heart, on the honor of the Juxian Glider Corps, I will reveal my deception immediately. But until that time, come on. What if it becomes like a D10? Just to point out, I would have to reattune gauntlets, so that that plan of yours would not work. But Oh, shit, are they attunement? Ah. Yeah, they, mean, they require attunement. You would, still, you would still be able to put them on, and they would be like adamantine gauntlets. They, you wouldn't be able right. to access the magic. Right. Which, because they're adamantine, I might not be able to do anyways, so who knows? I don't know how magic items work. <laughs> I might never get any! You have a whole bunch, you just choose not to use them. <laughs> I have, okay, yeah, I mean, I have a, yep. another wand now, but Unseen Servant's not that useful. The shoes are great. I love the shoes. Unseen, look, you're supposed to be the engineer who does dumb things with seemingly innocuous magic items, okay? You're right, but Unseen Servant has such a low strength score. Maybe you should have your Unseen Servant do some push-ups. <laughs> Bulk up. Uh, but yeah, I... Um, I will roll another deception because there is like three lies layered on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, yes, please. Laylin never trusts their so. <laughs> Twenty-five. Twenty-five. <laughs> oh. Defender <laughs> wins. Um, who's the defender? I guess Terajax would be the defender in yeah, this case. Yeah, would be Terajax. So Laylin. You know that something is not right here, but Terajux is too slippery for you to actually, <laughs> yeah. like, pin down exactly. Yeah. It, there are 15 things in that statement that could be false, and they <laughs> yeah, could be... Like, yeah, 
They could be totally innocuous. They could be that he has received items of power from a Feyan lady and is using the Upgrade Forge to do something to them. You don't know. <laughs> no, I really don't. Um, but I, I, I look at him and said, I don't know what you're doing, but I still don't believe what you're saying. And I will tell you, if, if any of this comes up, if Balrock comes looking around, or, you know, something happens, I you and I both know, while you may be a great liar, <laughs> I am not a good liar. <laughs> Just don't bring it and up. It'll no, be fine. And It'll be no, fine, and, and I take no reason that responsibility I lie for you right now. So. I take complete responsibility. You don't have to lie. You just don't have to bring it up. It's different. Yep. Oh, Not boy. even lying by omission because you just don't bring it up. Yeah. Boros didn't even know that his gauntlets were going to be done tonight. So it's like it doesn't even happen. Yeah, if I did, I would answer, still be awake. <laughs> answer me this, then. Is whatever you're up to have the possibility of putting us or the ship in danger? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> If anything happens as a result of my actions, I will clean up my own mess. I have run from issues I have created in the past, but I don't do that anymore. And whatever happens, if something happens, which it won't, but if, I'll make it right. Just wipe your own memory and you'll be fine. <laughs> yep. That's how we solve problems around here. Fair enough. And I turn to leave, and at the, then I turn right back around and say, oh, by the way, and I toss him the note, and I say, she was real. Oh, that's where we're going to stop! That's where we're going to stop! <laughs> oh my god! That's it. That's the episode. Damn! Oh boy. What a mic drop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That was so good. Ah, oh, well done. I was planning on getting you guys through the council meeting, but this went much better than I expected. Yeah. It to. <laughs> right. So, I'm Joe. I've been your host and your dungeon master for this very exciting D and D adventure. Um, I'm pretty pleased with how that went. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on just about any podcasting platform you can imagine, and I bet you can imagine a lot because you're listening to a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Uh, Matthew, what are our <laughs> socials? You can find us at thealchemist underscore club on Twitter and at thealchemistclub on TikTok. Our intrepid adventures today were... Daniel, playing Chet Fleet. Daniel, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I ain't never met a Fey bargain I didn't like. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>